podcast coming you from the quest studios from the usa i hope everybody enjoyed the podcast with scott walter yesterday and i thought it was a very good program also yesterday also i want to put this right out in the beginning that if you go to the facebook page of our group right above my image of the podcast it says i'm going live using Streamyard. before leaving a comment please grant Streamyard permission to see your name and then there's a link you hit that link and it only takes your name and your profile picture and that's it so i can see you all on one stream um also again we're going to give away a free quest hat tonight that's set up and that is hashtag H-A-T, if you won before, please don't put in. And if you did win before, we'll redraw. And from Canada, way up there in Canada with me on our Wednesday podcast, our synopsis person, here's Judy. Hello, Judy. Hi, John. Hi, everybody. It's good to be here as always, and uh, especially after our great podcast last night, which I thought was excellent. And I think we've got a lot to talk about with the Oak Island from last night, too, John. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me get my hellos in here. Give them FaceTime. I don't do this on Tuesdays, or I don't do this when I have a guest, because it takes some time um, in the beginning of my shows, but I appreciate each and every one of you. Even if you just came in and started yesterday or been with me for seven years, it doesn't matter. Hello, Gloria. GFM. Patsy, there's Gary. Hello, David. And David, thank you so much for rejoining our YouTube membership. I really appreciate it. Every penny counts. Hello, Curtis. Hello, John. There's Luann, Judy. There she is, ready to go. Hi, <laughs> Luann. Yep, David. David says, I haven't been able to see more than the first half of the show, but Judy Synopsis will do the trick. Yep. Her synopsis cures all if nobody has seen it. Very factual. Uh, she's the best. Thank you, Dave. I hope it does. There's Ashley's in the house. And Sydney, we're loud and clear. Here's the professor. I can't do this without the professor. Cannot. There's Tammy Hurst. And Caroline's in the house. I hope you're okay. There's 
was Rene. I hope you guys like it when you actually talk to the guests that are on. Like that one and one. I just love it. I just sit back and have my members or people coming into my show or our show, the Quest Group show, and actually talk to the people on TV or the people I'm talking to. I got to get about a 10-line phone line. I only have one phone. So you have to wait, try to pace it out. When I try to make a five-minute uh, minimum, I mean maximum, and we'll just go from there. But that was great yesterday. You guys were all interested in a lot of calls, a lot of interaction, unbelievable interaction. You guys are just the best. It's so much more fun when they do that, isn't it, John? So interesting. Oh, yeah. Hello, Karen from the Cheese Town. Yep. All righty, get my thank yous out. Like I said, for the people copying my podcast for the good, not the copycats that copy me to copy me, just all this introduction I do and my thank yous, just cut that out in the beginning and start when we start the show. Usually it takes about 15, 20 minutes until we get warmed up. You know, uh, Judy? Right. Yeah, John. Yeah, you need to get that voice going and uh, and just get everybody to relax. Hello, Becky, yep, my phone was on fire. All right, I want to thank my YouTube uh, subscribers who join the membership on a monthly basis. I thank them so much. Uh, like I said, uh, Dave Burrows, thank you, thank you so much for rejoining. We got Jumpier, Caroline, Super, Tim, I did, Sandra, Stacy, Mark, Becky, Wayne, Alina, Nelson, Paul. Carol, Virginia, Gary, Rebecca, Barbara, Starling, GFM, Sand Dollar, and Roxy for the continued support for this group and podcast. I thank them so much. And also Joanne and Harabee. I want to thank Judy. I got her on live. Thank you for all you do for us. Keeping the podcast going as long as the show going. We'll keep going, Judy. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, John. And I'm here till the end. Yep, and I want to thank Daniel and uh, Charlotte for all the information they're doing. I support them 100%. And, of course, our Muyan Osprey in the sky, I hope, for 2024, if they have a season 12. Hello, Stacy. Thanks for coming in. Hello, Michael. Hello, Tim. Okay, Daniel. <laughs> the genie in Aladdin's cove says hello, everybody. That's what Daniel says. Well, Pat says, John, I know you said before you don't think there's any treasure still buried in Oak Island, correct? But did the Muyan results in last night's show change your mind at all? We'll be going through that. I think I got over 100 screenshots to go over, so. We'll go over it. Hello, Jason. Long time no see. Jason Mercer in the house. <clears throat> Got to thank my moderators. Tammy, Judy, Daniel, Starlene, Kathy, and Tanya from Portugal. She's working when we're sleeping, Judy. You always get them little messages, you know what I mean? Right, yes, and every time we get one, I think, oh, what time is it over there? <laughs> yeah. Hello, Carol. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
I also want to thank uh, Jeff M. and Gloria. They're on my YouTube. They watch my back on YouTube. I thank them so much. And our lifetime contributor, Chris Dona. I always got to thank my main members. They come from the Quest of Oak Island group. We're about 69,200 or 300. I don't know, somewhere in there. Very good. We uh, go directly to Facebook and YouTube. And sometimes I download to Twitter. We're on other platforms, but I don't go that much to Twitch, Rumble, uh, Discord a little bit more, Instagram a little bit more. And a lot of downloads go to Spotify for podcasters around the world. I sometimes post it just for you guys to see. I post on Patreon. And to all the members on Spotify, we thank you around the world. We get about I don't know, we're over 35,000 plays there, Judy. Like I said before, we got Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, amazing podcasts. That whatever podcast they have on all these channels, we're on them all. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable that I'm, I'm going that far that often. Yep, and, you know, out of uh, all the views we get, it's only 50% or 51% USA. The other fifty, the other forty-nine are all over the place. Wow! Yeah, we do. We have them in in many countries. Yep, yep. So last night was Muyan the Horizon, season eleven, episode five. After two years of waiting, the crew receives the Muyan data and discovers that the hollow, known as Aladdin's Cave, may hold even more surprises. Very, very interesting last night. And next week, on the 12th, this is USA now. I know if you got VPNs, you watch it when I watch it. But, you know, we're spoiler alert here. We're always spoiling for the Canadian people. So, sorry about that, guys. I've been doing it for seven years, and I'm not going to change now. (laughs) (laughs) On December 12th, hello, Jan. How are you? It's called The Grand Opening. Now, I'm always thinking of the title, The Grand Opening, what they're actually talking about. You know what I mean, uh, Judy? Yes, I'm wondering if it's the tunnel they're opening. Yep. After the Muyan data reported a compelling target in the cavity known as Aladdin's Cave, a void where high traces of gold and silver have been found, the team discovers what appears to be, now put that in your head now, what appears to be man-made entrances and exits into this curious cavern. Very, very interesting. Hello, David. Very said hello to David, didn't I? It is interesting for sure. Yep. And on December 19th, the week before Christmas hits, I don't know if I'll be on that Tuesday, the day after Christmas. We got to see what happens there, uh, Judy. Okay. Uh, season 11, episode 7 is called the Great Flood. Now, I don't know if that's where all the rain you guys got up there during that time. Um, I have no idea. The Great Flood. Hmm. So those are the words I sort of, how does this editor play around with us with these words and titles, you know? Yeah, they're good at it, aren't they? Because they get us thinking it's something that's not. Yep. Okay. Here's my visual thank yous. There's the crew. There's the crew. 
Judy, the hook, Starlene, Tanya, Daniel, Jeff, Tammy and Gloria. Let the world see them now. Hello, Tammy. Thanks for coming in. Daniel says it was a man-made tunnel, no question. Its purpose is what's to be determined. All right. We always support the blog that's rebooted by Daniel Spino and Charlotte Wheatley. Please support them as you support me. They got interviews. They got investigations. They got recommendations. They have links to everybody's books and all that. Only the best make it there, guys. So please go there and support them. Thank you. And there they are, Daniel and Charlotte. Always people ask me, who are these people? Not the people like in our Facebook group, but around the world. So I got to show this like through YouTube, uh, Judy. Because, I mean, Facebook is all around the world, but not like YouTube for some reason. I get different people that want to know. Right. understand. We also support Tony Sampson. Still, we're into December. I haven't heard a peep about 2024 Oak Island Tours. Not a word, but if I do, you know, their website will obviously say something. People want to set up their vacation time. If not, go see Tony Sampson, go for a boat ride around the island and tell them Johnny sent you. <laughs> and there's the hats we've been giving away. They just are given away and earned not for sale right now because i think it's more appreciative of people win them and earn them you know julie right i think so i think everybody enjoys the game mm-hmm. too john mm-hmm. now we got to think muyan osprey there he is with the uh, drone hidden under his wings Daniel says, wait until you see our new series starting next week. Oh, boy. I hear you. I can't wait. (laughs) The bonfire will start. I hope so. I love it. And here is, again, this picture. I think this is where they're digging for that uh, Atlantis cave. If it's 60 feet deep, I think maybe the long arm could get close to that. I'm not sure, but that's the picture they showed us last summer to hit this Atlantis cave. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, yes. Well, let's hope we get into it soon. Hello, Sideways. Thanks for coming in. Also, before we get into the program tonight, and I want to get into a little bit what Scott Walter said. If you guys don't know, this came out of the Cremola document, which was all pieces. And uh, this is put together to show a vault theory by Michael Bryman and Oak Island treasure uh, Oliver, which uh, Scott says there's new drawings in more detail. Thank you, Didi, so, so much. Thank you so much. She's the best. She is, hi, Didi. And, uh, I got two little snapshot videos to show. And um, I want Michael to maybe 
overlay some of these images again with the stuff he had from the Corona document drawings over the stuff I'm going to show that the Muyan showing. You know, is his entrance near these voids? Is it close enough to his geometry and his designs on his vault theory that again can coincide with now with this Muyan data that we have? Holy Muyan! That would be interesting, John. Maybe we could get him to come on and talk about it. You know, then maybe he can make a video about it or, you know, I'll get a hold of him and we'll go from there. You know what I mean? Right. You know, you got to give him some content too. I have a ton of content. And if you don't have that much content going on, it's a great way to reboot what he's doing from what Scott is implying that's happening with new information from 2017, you know? Right. Yes, I'm hoping they maybe will collaborate a little bit. Hello, Doug. How are you? All right. I'm going to show two things that Scott was telling us about the Cremona document and the drawings. They're only about a minute long, so we'll do one first. Tell me if you see it okay. Tell me if the voice is okay. And we're going to play it right now, uh, Judy. Okay, John. There we go. Of the diagrams that are look torn, each piece looks torn, then they put it together, and it's a vault theory. What do you say on the aspects of that being a true thing or not? Thank you, Scott. Well, let's just say uh, it's very likely that there is some there is some truth to there was <clears throat> that particular drawing. I will tell you that uh, we have come into the possession of very detailed drawings about activities underground that are 10 times more detailed than that material. Wow. 10 times in detail, more than the material they had in the Cremona document. And underground, Judy, he's talking about Oak Island. Right, yes. I think he's got a lot to tell us in that new book. Yep, and here's another segment that he received. The lie, over 50 pages of details and coded messages that he did and deciphered it, um, telling new tales of what went on there. He says, mostly Oak Island, and then some about, you know, the Holy Grail. So that's what he told us last night. I mean, I never asked him about the Holy Grail, obviously, because we're mostly into the Oak Island items. You know, uh, Judy? Right, yes, John. I have to admit, I thought about uh, the Grail afterwards and wished I had uh, some questions. But maybe he'll be on again. Oh, yeah. We're trying to work with Don Rue to get him on with Scott. And if I get him on, he's the main man that Bill Jackson gave all this information to. What a friggin' podcast that would be. Oh, wouldn't it, though? It would be. All right. Here's uh, one more minute of Scott. Let me know if it's good. Voice and video. Here we go, Judy. Ready? Yes. Tammy's not sure yet. He's working with the publisher. 
uh, for audiobooks. He told us that uh, last night, Tammy. Here we go, Judy. Okay. Past, including the person that gave us this material this year, which was the biggest trove of material, over 50 pages of encrypted documents, uh, the detailed drawings, the maps. It was incredible. And, and this story will all come out. But the person that we got these documents from, the last material we got from her was in July of this year. Mm -hmm. She died in September. Oh, my lordy 40. She died in September. Anyway, um, we spent literally months decoding these documents. They're all encrypted. Every single one is different. Just because you decode this one doesn't mean you're going to get the rest or even one more. They're all different. But because they're sort of interconnected, mm -hmm. uh, we were able to figure out the ciphers. Holy schmoly. Holy mooyan. Hello, Gary. Your new hat winners in the house. Face of America. Hello, hello. Thank you, Gary. Loud and clear. But what do you think of that information from Scott last night, guys? Potsy says crazy stuff. Really? I, I almost called in and begged him to please send me the manuscript so I could <laughs> read it now. <laughs> I can't wait. Yep. But like I said and he said, maybe we can get him and the show together to cooperate what information that he has to extend this little Oak Island to about another 10 years of uh, episodes to make it even more interesting. It doesn't seem like it would be the end because maybe there's other multiple treasures that might be there. I don't think so, but you never know. Like I tell you guys, show me something in my hand finally after 11 years and show me something to keep us going. Even though we're in for the ride, um, his information is like new blood. It's like a, a new blood. It is, John. We needed that uh, for sure. We got a YouTube user. At least here. I did. Yep. <laughs> I'll tell you whatever, since they got Lot 5, they found more on Lot 5 than they practically everywhere else on the island. Lot 5, yeah. Um, Robert just didn't have the right new equipment to find these finds, I guess. The metal detecting he did and scanning he did just didn't find he did find a lot because he had it posted though on lot five uh judy right yeah he did have a lot of artifacts unbelievable all right so that's all i got about on scott i can't wait to uh see if they get together with the oak island crew and manage something that they all benefit uh from it and um Go from there. We just got to wait, Judy. Another weighty, wait and wait. You know what I mean? Yes, we should be used to that by now, but I'm not. <laughs> and Kathy, of course, has got to put the three big hooks in there. Kathy the hook. I hear you. Oh, <laughs> hello, Linda. How are you? Thanks for coming in. All right, Judy. Don't choke up on me. Don't choke on your shot of whiskey because you're going to get ready to uh, start the program off with your uh, synopsis. And let me get your picture up. All righty. All righty. 
Your picture's up, Judy. Whenever you're ready, you got the show. Thank you. Okay, guys, season 11, episode 5, move on the horizon. It's a new day of hope on Oak Island as Dumas continues pumping the water out of the garden shaft. The pump is working six hours a day, and once the shaft is empty of water, Dumas will use the hammer grab to rid the bottom of the shaft of slime and soil. Following this, they will begin the dig to deepen the shaft 20 more feet, constructing sets of new walls eight foot high. It will then be possible for Dumas to drill sideways 40 feet in search of the tunnel believed to run under the garden shaft to the baby blob. Later in the war room, the team meets with Ivion Technology, who finally, after two years, have the results of the muon testing in the garden shaft area. In 2021, Ivion put 14 muon sensors down five holes at depths of 80 to 250 feet in the ground. The results shows one high-density anomaly west of the garden shaft in the area of the baby blob. A second significant high-density anomaly southwest of the shaft at a depth of 230 feet in the bedrock. The third anomaly is of low density and is in the area of borehole L15 and shows a void they believe to be Aladdin's cave named by Marty when they found it two years ago. The anomaly is 30 meters long by 12 meters wide and Dr. Michaels points out it is in this area where high amounts of gold have been discovered in the water. Marty says, let's drill through this muon target. And Alex replies, since it is not near the garden shaft where Dumas is working, it can be done. The following morning on lot five at the circular structure, Helen tells Jack and Peter that the rubble inside the structure is proving to be newer than the structure itself. As Jack begins to sift through the rubble that has been removed, he finds an iron piece that looks to be a section of a chain link. It will go to the lab for testing. Back in the money pit area, Gary and Charles are detecting in the spoils brought up from below the garden shaft, and Gary pulls up a large chunk of iron that Charles says looks like a wedge that would hold the handle of an axe in place. This came from 80 feet down in the garden shaft, so they take it right to Emma for testing. Meanwhile, southwest of the garden shaft, in the money pit area, the team is drilling borehole L14 
and at 142 and a half feet down, the drill hits a void. Terry says the roof of the cave could be higher than we thought, so let's drill deeper. At 148 feet down, they hit a large open space. At this point, they decide to let the hole settle and will then put the camera and sonar down to see what's there. Next morning, Gary and Rick, while detecting on lot five, dig up what looks like an old, thick coin that was deep down and under a rock. They immediately take it to the lab for testing. A short time later, Rick and Marty meet with Laird and Emma in the interpretive center, and Laird tells them that it is not a coin, but a lead bag seal. Emma puts it in the XRF machine, and now they can clearly see the letters C-K-E-R. Laird had already researched this and found out it is a bag seal used by John Lloyd Packers, Company of London, and because there was a letter I used in place of the J in John, he dates it between the 1500s to 1800s. They will do more research. Over on Lot 5, Jamie is explaining to Craig and Laird the new Geonics EM38B scanner borrowed from St. Mary's University in Halifax that detects changes in the soil, artifacts, and voids. She is scanning around the circular structure and the beeper goes off, showing an anomaly deep down. Laird states it could be a structure and Craig wants to get as much information possible from the scanner to get it back to St. Mary's for analysis. He wants to know who made the circular structure and what for. The show ends the next morning in the war room where Craig is giving the C-14 test results of the wood from 100 feet down in borehole C, 5 and 27. His numbers are 53.2 percent, 1720 to 1811, 25.5 percent, 1645 to 1694, and 22.3 percent, 1917 to 1950. They all agree this could be pre-searcher work, and Doug says we need to keep as there could be an open tunnel here. Steve believes they have found one continuous tunnel. Join us next week, Questers, as we see what the camera and sonar show us down hole L-15. Is it Aladdin's cave? In the meantime, stay safe, everyone, please. Very, very excellent, Judy. Thank you, John. Thank very, you. Very factual to the dot. I love it. Of course, everybody, uh, this will be posted on the uh, 
groups page later tonight so everybody can read it and take details <clears throat> as usual always great to read it how many Thanks, people everybody. how many people say without you i missed the show but what i'm reading your synopsis it's like i'm being there right in the show so how many times we heard that judy about a million times <clears throat> oh i could hear that every day john that just that makes it all worthwhile for sure yep okay we're going to the right All righty. This is how the show opened up yesterday. <clears throat> yep, put hashtag hat in there. Please subscribe if you can. If you're new, please hit that notification bell if you can. Please support if you can. Any little thing helps. I thank you so much. Here they're, uh, Judy, they're pumping out the garden shaft because it was just full of water. So they said, what, about two days to pump out the shaft. Right, in six hours each day, they said. Yep. There's the hammer grab getting the muck. From what Charles and uh, Gary said, it that muck did smell quite a bit. Yep. Hello, Harry. Thanks for coming in. Hello, seekers. The notes there. We will see treasure, fellow followers. It's there. Great podcast. I thank you so much, uh, uh, Harry. We appreciate you. And Carol, if you're not on the YouTube side, giving StreamYard. Your hashtag hat, you will not be in the running. You put it on just Facebook, it's no good. Here they are just prepping the garden shaft. Imagine this, Judy, and it's 20 feet deeper than this. Oh, my lordy, 40. Wow. It's going that ladder is going to be a long way up there when you're at the bottom. Well, let's see. Why can't they make a little? Probably safety reasons. They can't go down with the crane with a chain on some kind of metal box to go all the way down to the bottom. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. It certainly would be handy, especially to come back up. Right. There's what uh, Judy was saying. This tunnel that goes from beyond the garden shaft in a 20-foot diameter where gold signature and silver signature is coming through. But don't forget, less than a quarter of a mile away, there's Gold River. And why do you think they called it Gold River, Judy? Well, I'm assuming there were some prospectors <laughs> at one time found gold there. <laughs> 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 yep, and it was all dug out by hand, Luann says. Yep, all the hard way. Wow. I hear yeah. you. Mm 
Yep, David, they do have that basket that they went down in on Tyne X. But who knows? Safety reasons now, they all change. You know what I mean? What you did last year, this year, you can't do for some stupid reason. Right, John. That happens a lot. Well, Stacy, I was told that the garden shaft was a pumping station as they're doing their tunnels. This garden shaft uh, was pumping the water out as they were digging. Here's Rick saying, there's a lot of hope. Um, Patricia is asking, are you talking about Gold River in Northern Ontario? No, Patricia, in Nova Scotia, right. not far from Oak Island. Right. If you look back, Patricia, on Osprey Muyan's drone videos this year, we had them actually go right over Gold River and fly right to Oak Island to actually show the members the direction and distance, how close it really is. Judy, you remember that? Yes, I do very clearly. And it did give you a really good idea uh, in that video where it was. Lon, you keep on talking about my friend, um, Michael Brown and Oliver. I see your post and uh, it's up to them or whoever sees my post with eyes on, they will not acknowledge or say if they ever watch his posts and research, you'll have to ask Michael and Oliver, not me. I'm just a middleman, Lion. You hear me? You get my drift? This is interesting as they drill sideways into a void. Imagine putting the camera in sideways though to see if they popped in at 40 feet out and had to drop a camera in there, that'd be kind of a difficult task, wouldn't you? You would certainly think so, wouldn't you? I hope they can, because it would be interesting. You know, Potsy, when it's a tourist island, there'd be a lot of interesting places to take a tour, to see these places and take pictures. Obviously, they won't let you go in the tunnel. You know, lucky they make you stand around in it some crazy person would probably try to jump in there or something and they got to keep those people away from railings and all that so who knows you know judy oh i know john you never know what people are going to do most people are great but you often get this one crazy one that you don't trust Yep. and rick's saying once it gets all cleared up he's the extra body to happy to go down in there and get dirty in there I'm sure he can't wait. He loves getting dirty. And again, they were showing about the garden shaft, getting it ready. Now back in the war room. Holy mooyan. <laughs> Two years. And they're probably holding stuff back to us still, Judy. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm sure they probably are. Hopefully, we'll get it all this year, though. There they are. Presenting to the board. They had 14 sensors, like Judy said. In the five boreholes, you saw those concrete units that were one was close to C1. 
and they were at different depths. Everybody remembers that, right? Yes, mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. 80 to 250 feet below the surface. And when he said this 250 feet below the surface, I was reminded of 10X, which we know there's a void there at 235 feet. And we know C1, I think, was 173 deep. So wow. around this area, we know there's voids from past researchers. You know, you know 10X, we got voids there. Yeah, we went down in there. And C1, when Mike Huntley went down there, yeah, there's voids there. Right. Sure would like to find out what's in the bottom of, of uh, C1. There's the sensors going in. So now we're trying to determine these months of imaging time. It's almost like looking at an MRI, you know. It is, isn't it? We've seen a lot of those. <laughs> so they combined them all with a 3D construction to actually see what it looks like underneath there. That's what I like. And Steve's doing the same as a 3D scan with his survey, but we'll never see it. You know what I mean? Right, yes. I wish they would show it. Hello, robots in the house. So they're saying we already can see some interesting structures. This is all in the money pit. You see them five dots, Judy, right? Yes. What are those? I would think those are anomalies. Those are the Muyan sensors. Okay. All right. Gotcha. And I think on that bottom right, you see it's a little redder to the right. I think that's C1. Oh, okay. All right. And again, they didn't show us the garden shaft through their first scans, even though it was there for 82 feet. Yet we got a steel, I think it's 52-inch can, caisson, in C1. You know, why aren't those being shown also? So that was my interest of last night. Well, if you're scanning this area, it should pick up all that, you know, Judy? I would certainly think so, John. I expected to see them. That's just a little closer. And I'm thinking that little red spot there is C1. It's got to show C1 and a big metal can, I hope. And I love this 3D stuff, Judy. Oh, my lordy 40. When I was a surveyor, that's all I had. It was a notebook and a pencil. I wish you'd had this at your disposal. Go to the back to the, the state trailer, roll out the big map. Unbelievable. No computers at the time. <laughs> so the yellow background represents kind of the baseline. So when you guys see a yellow background, that's the baseline density of all the soil and all the land. So when we get off this yellow baseline, that's when they determine something is disturbed you got it yes so yellow is the baseline or the neutral okay low density is in the blue wow there's lots of that hello lewis is in the house 
the higher densities are in orange to red. So we're looking for orange and red, uh, Judy. Great. So that's the areas they're going to be uh, concentrating on, I'm sure. And when Rick and when Marty said this, I said, Lordy 40, it's about time. Did you see anything over by uh, the garden shaft? Because they showed us none of this prior to last night. You're right. They haven't. And I think they just didn't show us because they didn't show us. It was there. The information's got to be there, you know. Right. For sure. Yeah, they keep a lot from us, I think. And they're saying they're looking at it around the 100-foot level. Mm, there's the garden shaft. But the 100-foot level got me kind of confused because we're only down 80 feet. So that was yeah, kind of scratching my head on that one, guys. Right. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> right? Right now, we only got 82, but maybe they did it when they went to 112. But I don't think so, because this information, I don't think was all done after they did the extra 20 feet, but I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Right. Hopefully next week, we'll find out more. All right. This is how they're showing us the garden shaft, the blue and gray column is the garden shaft. Boy, it looks small there, doesn't it? Yep, and you'll see in the bottom of the garden shaft, that's where they're thinking the uh, Aladdin's cave is. There's like three little orange pieces there. You see it laying on some kind of blue? Yes, I do. Hello, Lewis. Daniel. Daniel is asking how much of that are natural limestone cavities. That is a question. Yeah, they won't show those because we're just showing the high density uh, probable places. If they showed them all, it looked like Swiss cheese. Right. <laughs> For sure. Hello, Scott. Scottish Digger, how are you? <clears throat> Now, I wasn't sure if this is the garden shaft. I think they said it was the garden shaft. Because then it's throw me off about C1. You know, that looks like a canister to me, a caisson to me, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it sure does. And this is the spot that they think the landing cave is west of the garden shaft. So that blue has to be the garden shaft, guys. Okay which they never showed us before. <laughs> Daniel said, plus ID on technologies has to earn their money. Yep. And we were talking in uh, Discord about how deep this anomaly might be. And I know this is a fuzzy screenshot, but I wanted to get it in there. He said, max 65 feet. So I think the long-arm excavator that I showed you earlier, digging out that big pit where the drill was, could possibly open that up and reach that depth. You know what I mean, guys? Okay. Good.
And that's the target. Which uh, next week they uh, put a drill in there at that location by GPS and everything else to hit it right on. That's what you can do with GPS now. Wow. That's amazing. No, Tammy, the garden <laughs> shaft is only uh, 82 feet right now. 10X is 235 feet deep, Tammy. And maybe they think they can tunnel to it. We'll have to look back how far it is from the garden shaft. If it produces some kind of gold or silver through the drilling program, no more caissons, uh, Judy. They want to tunnel to these areas if possible. Well, I hope they can, because that makes a lot of sense. Right, and they were saying Dumas now obviously is working to get the garden shaft going. In a couple of areas they want to drill probe, I'll call it. They're too busy with uh, Dumas right now. Right, yes. So they're also seeing another high-density anomaly. 85 feet southwest of the garden shaft. But we got all we had to, a permit for for 20 feet. So this tells me they got to go 85 feet on the horizontal if it shows a promise from the garden shaft. Judy, you see where I'm going with this? Yes. Wow. That's a long way. Wow. So maybe they got to figure out, well, tunneling or... Call up you-know-who, throw in a 14-foot caisson right at that spot if it's a hot spot and they drilled it out. You know what I mean? Right, yes. Vanessa might be back. <laughs> oh, I know you'll like that. Yeah, it all depends on cost. Cost, labor, materials to go 85 feet this way is going to cost so much. Or to drop a caisson all the way down. Only if the drill is showing, uh, you know, gold, silver, something. If it's there, and that's your target, you know. Right, exactly. Would make for certainly fewer caissons. Yep, Renee. I'm going to ask a dot to dot that I said earlier. I don't know if you heard me. Uh, Michael Braham knows how to do all these overlays and maps and everything else. And I'm going to see if he can pull this stuff together, make a nice video, or come on, or whatever, or on his channel, dot to dot. To actually show us these areas um, so we can determine where the heck we are. That could be a robot, yeah, with erosion and everything else, yeah. And this target, Judy, is about 230 feet below the surface of the money pit. Boy, that is a long way down. But you see on top those five orange circles? Yes. Those are the muon sensors. Okay. Now, 230 feet, and if they're 80 feet, 85 feet away, it's a lot of stuff. It is. Boy, they got a lot of work to do. Imagine all that. What's what are they making? Eight by eight? Their tunnels? Maybe the horizon? Uh, 
horizontal tunnels might be smaller, but I'm not sure what Dumas and safety and all that. You know how much material out of 85 feet of dirt that's got to be hauled out of there? Oh, I, I can't even imagine. If, if, you're 80 feet, mm. if you're 80 feet away, how does that dirt get out of there from 80 feet away? You got to wheelbarrow it or have an electric little uh, trolley cart in there, bringing it to the garden shaft so the grabber can grab the dirt and get it out of there. Imagine how long that's going to take. Probably the, the whole season. Yep. Hello, Neil. Thanks for coming in. That's a little more detail. And they said uh, it looks like it's man made. It's got an entrance and an exit. I really don't see an entrance and an exit, but that's what they're saying on these man made entrances. But they say appeared to be man-made. Don't forget them little words in there. You know what I mean? We haven't heard Templars in a while. So be ready. Right. Be ready for that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. We need to remember that. It could be. So in the money pit area, right there, Muyan is saying to me, at 230 feet deep and 85 feet away from the garden shaft, Is a anomaly because you can see the five white pieces of circles on top that are sensors. That's a target area. Do you see that, Judy? Okay. Yes. It's very clear, John. So it's going to be a while before we get in there. Yep. Yep. But they always can, they probably drilled it. I mean, this is old information. So they put choice drilling on top of this thing. Okay, give me a drill, 230 feet, go down. Okay, what do we caught on the drill bit? No, uh, I don't know. No. Okay. Hey, Daniel said, this brings me back to the scans of the swamp, a ship. Yep, with newer technology. Of course, they won't say multiple voids or multiple anomalies or multiple limestone caves they're throwing that big word in there potentially right multiple treasures <laughs> be careful guys be careful <laughs> and it's 200 feet it's in the bedrock so if it's man-made how did they get down there and how did they drill in that bedrock way back when? Yeah. Robot says the carbon dated wood from the 1700s pretty much squashes the Templar theory. Could be. Hello, Linda. Yeah, we're still looking for that dump truck. I hear you. So I just want to explain to the people that don't understand mapping. Uh, I know a little bit about sonar, but this 3D speaks for itself. That's why I was so. Holy Muyan for two years. And I don't know if they're showing us everything. You know what I mean? So we got to go by what they're showing us. So I'm just trying to explain to you guys who don't understand what's happening here. Then they went back to the uh, Aladdin's cave last year when they drill, drilled that uh, borehole. 
that he said this thing looks pretty square. You guys remember that now, you know, the flashbacks now. We got the flashbacks. Right, yes. <laughs> there. L15, the team discovered a large cavern, which they just showed there on the camera, which Marty dubbed the Alanin's Cave. That's why it's titled that. And there they are looking at the... Uh, the video of it, a potential man-made feature within it. I mean, like Scott doesn't see the program. He's the rock expert. Just like he said, the Tory Stone is man. It's not man. Not made man. It's uh, natural. He would know, not me. Right. Yes, he knows his stuff. And Doug, I believe you. Two hundred and thirty feet dug by hand into bedrock. Uh, with no drills, uh, I'm just scratching my head, Doug. I hear you. <laughs> yes, the movie on stuff is detailed. That's what I just showed you, uh, Luann. That was the 3D images. Before you would have, if you ever look back on 10X's video, it's all white and grainy and and foggy. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. This will be very different. It's going to be interesting. Yep, Patricia, yep. Sometimes it does square angles. Some kind of weird thing happens. I don't throw that out, that everything square is not natural, you know what I mean? Right, right, yes. It could happen once in a while. Yep. Yeah, Daniel reminds us that Scott did say last night that he would need to inspect the stone to give an accurate analysis. Yep, yep, and Scottish Digger says, I vouch for 230 feet. Easy stuff here in Scotland. Oh, my lordy, for you. Even in bedrock, Scott, Scottish. And here's the sonar showing that big opening or the cavern or the Aladdin's cave. This was last year, right, Judy? Where am I? Yeah. Yes. And they're saying it's within the 20-foot range. The cavity of the Aladdin's cave. And he says the source of the gold and the silver. But I still say this stuff and source of gold and silver is natural. It's coming from the Gold River. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, it goes right through Oak Island, the Gold River. So, Right. I tend to agree with you on that. I say there could have been relics on the island at one time and then taken away to make the new Jerusalem. And that wasn't going to be happening on an island of 140 acres. You got me, guys? No. I gotcha. For sure. Now, if this was Washington, D.C., okay, I might scratch my head on that. But you're talking Oak Island. Right. Hundred and sixty feet underground. They're looking for the red marks now, guys. And that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna drill right down the middle of the structure to that bottom red high density target. 
which now they're saying is man-made. It has an entrance and an exit to go where? I have no idea. Great. Well, hopefully we'll find out more for sure. I forgot what they were saying right here. I was going to write a note, but to have an obvious inlet or outlet to it. Uh, hmm. At 230 feet down. Right, yes. And as Rick says, this is all real exciting. And I don't believe we're still in the money pit. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, we've been there 11 years, John. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I hope this is the year that they do find something. Mm-hmm. And they're still, as in the summer, it looks like here, go by the flowers and the bushes, that they're cleaning up still a back shot of the garden shaft. So this is where they set up on L14. H8, Potsy, H8, they found the bones. And you can see the Muyan sensors there. And you can see right in front of this drill, up on top, that round caisson is C1. Everybody see that? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not far. Nope. All the rest of the holes are sort of buried. I think there's one more that they left in. I'm not sure. So this is where they're drilling right down to Aladdin's cave. Here they are back on lot five. And it was funny. Peter was saying, well, let's get on with it or something. I can't see him being authoritative in any way, Peter. You know what I mean? He's like a, he's like a little kid. And they do give him a couple of sentences, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, he's really, he's shy. He's, he's come out of himself a lot, though. Here's my main man, Brian. How have you been? Brian Farrell. We had him on the show. Very straightforward uh, interview. And he says, my prediction, Garden Shaft Muyan anomaly is the most promising. Your ex on the spot was right on the corner, I'm pretty sure, Brian. The baby blob is exactly in my location as marked by Nolan's cross. The other locations are natural limestone caverns. There you go. Thanks, Brian. Brian, you're the best. Mm -hmm. Thanks for chiming in. Got to have you on shortly. That'd be great. Um, Scott says, will they hit stone or just dirt digging out the 20 foot in the shaft? Not sure what's the 20 foot. The only thing we saw is when it goes in the dump truck and there's a lot, a lot of slimy looking mud muck that uh charles and uh what's his name gary was uh scanning with the metal detector that's all we can see that right. was coming out of there you know what i mean right and it was yucky brian says he'd love to come on again john yep 
you know, probably after the holidays. <laughs> Daniel says he puts Marty is saying this. Peter, get me a cup of coffee and a donut. Yep, I just can't see him the way he was saying it. If you go back and watch it when he says to people, let's get going, let's get back to it or whatever. What do they say all the time? Let's get back to it or let's something. Let's get at it. Yeah, let's yeah. get at it. Let's get at it. Like throwing you out of the war room to go metal detect more, go find more. Let's get at it. So when Peter said that, I started laughing. I don't know why. That's just me. <laughs> He's coming out of himself. Getting braver. And Jack, if I ever need cheese grinded for my lasagna, um, he's good with the sifter screen. There you go. <laughs> then they found like a piece of a chain, chain link. First they said it was a staple. And here they are with all the spoils coming out of the garden shaft. As the dump truck, I guess, dumps a bunch of new loads, uh, Gary scans it all. Obviously, he can't go into the shaft at this time to scan anything, you know, uh, Judy? Right, exactly. So he needs to do it right there because who knows what's in it. Yep. The old dump trucks. Too bad this wasn't dumping out all silver. <laughs> really? That would not be nice. And you know what first came to my mind, everybody? Of all things of all things to dump out, like I would love silver to dump out. What's that look like? And be not too descriptive. Anybody got any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> Sort of, sort of like fertilizer. I can't go any closer than that. Right, gotcha. So instead of well, they said it did smell. Yeah, it said, "Well, I want a dump load of silver, not brown stuff. Silver, guys, silver. We want silver and gold. We don't want anything that looks like brown, please." Really? <laughs> Scott says, <laughs> subject case." <laughs> Oh, God, help me. Yeah, Renee. I knew Renee was going to come up with something. They found this little piece of steel square wedge, he said, that holds a backside in the handle. And I saw this. Now, tell me, guys, I know I'm getting crazy, and the Curse of Oak Island's got me brainwashed, and I try to be my only wash do you guys see a hooked x on this piece of steel or whatever it is please tell me you don't see anything but me thank you let me hear you mm. don't try it it could be boy it could be we will see daniel says that's a templar poker chip <laughs> okay, Daniel. <laughs> yep, and Daniel says uh, earlier, who the heck's this Raymond that you talk about? He forgot about Raymond, the IE voice, <laughs> already. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. She was. 
All right, nobody sees nothing. Somebody sees. I do see an X. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe a hook. Oh, Tammy Wyman is being smart. She said, I see nothing. Mm -hmm. Oh, Tammy. <laughs> oh, God. Here's this L14 uh, borehole. This is when they found that void. Mr. Miller from Sonic Drilling says he's at 142 feet. There's a better picture. Of course, when they do pictures, I look in the background, I look at the trees, I look at everything else, you know, Judy. Right, I know you always do. Yep, Daniel's joining our crew uh, that Tuesday nights is crazy. Wednesday nights, we just try to survive. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we pass out. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, Samuel Ball's credit card. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Kathy. Yeah. Cindy said, I thought it looked like a Trisket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they will go down with a sounder, sounder, sonar, finally, after a camera and sonar, finally. Back to lot five. In the coin zone. And there's the section they're in with that red dot way inside. Right inside uh, lot five, not towards the uh, shore. Hello, Franklin. Thanks for coming in. He says, we got it, mate. But if it's that heavy with a piece of lead, and he's been metal detecting for a thousand years, is there coins that are that heavy? Yeah, I, I wondered that myself. As soon as I saw it, I thought it was pretty thick. You know what? A coin. I, you know what I thought it was? What? A squished musket ball. Oh, oh okay. You know, so hey, it could have been something that hit a, a tree or hit a rock or something, and a lead, a musket ball. But what do I know? I'm not no gun expert or ammo expert, but. I didn't think it was any kind of coin, but whatever. Daniel says that Gary, if you remember, Gary said a bit of ancientness. Where does he come up with this stuff? I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad he does, though. And then there's a couple of pictures of his, uh, supposedly he was calling it a coin, but we found out it was a uh, bag seal. David said, I looked up Lodge and Co-Packers, London. The exact same picture came up on Google and said 1820. Thank you okay. so much, David. So this is when I thought it was like a smashed musket ball because of its thickness. And they said it was heavy, right. so that's where I was going with it. Never thought of a, a bag seal. Never came to my mind. Yep, Doug, for TV, it's a coin until proven wrong. <laughs> you guys are catching on. You know that? 
guys are catching up. They are. You know, they are. <laughs> we got the ninety percent production, and the ten percent of us just looking for something to put something together and tie things together. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure um, the dates are telling a story. Um, but as far as anything else after that, they got to convince me a little bit harder and put something in my hand, as Marty says, than this coinage and stuff from settlers or at the times. It doesn't really uh, get me going, you know? I agree. Do you know what surprised me, John, was that the um, detector went off, even though this piece of metal was quite far down and under a rock at the same time. Right. I don't know. It goes. I think it goes 18 inches. He's got different detectors that go different depths. Okay. And here they're giving some samples of... Uh, Bag seals. So it's lead, yeah. If it was that heavy, yeah. Back to the laboratory we go, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, stale research it, I'm sure, even more. And I'm pretty sure other archaeologists are sending them their finds around Nova Scotia and Canada just to have them uh, determine what it is and mail it back, you know what I mean? So maybe they're making a little bit more money with that. Right. I think they did say they were going to do that. Right. Then they were seeing some letters on this bag seal, and that's how they found out where it was coming from. Then Laird was researching, just like us guys on our in our team. They put something out there. We got 70,000 people searching. That's all 70,000, but, you know, a good portion of us, you know, Googling this and finding that and Comparing it to something else, I love it, you guys. You yeah, guys are the best. For sure. It's fun, and we get a lot of different thoughts, which is great. Because they know if they don't find it, we'll find it. You know what I mean, uh, Judy? Right, John. Somebody's got to, or we're all going to go crazy. Mm -hmm. Laird did a good job on that one. He, he nailed it, though, Daniel. Yes, he did. And all about this, like Daniel says, it could have been a a trading post at one time, uh, a legitimate uh, for uh, avoiding taxes from the British. And a lot of things are coming up. Direct connection with the military. What did they say? It was a one-ton sack of cloth or something? I mean, who, who does that? The, the military, right? Yes. Yeah. So they that cloth they said uh, would be used for the military. Smugglers. Yep. Every town. I has, have no doubt the military was there. Every every town has a certain part of the town that you can go to. Oh, this guy's got radios for five dollars. Where is he getting these radios from? There's always one spot that somebody's doing some illegal selling of merchandise either be food clothes material things and even cars you know what i mean guys right john it's happening everywhere 
Daniel here, except he tried telling them it was from the 1700s, but somehow it turned into possibly the 1500s. No. <laughs> you know, when you got that sheet, like uh, Judy said in her synopsis, they always go for the lowest number. You know, it never says 90% that's at the 1600 to 1650, and 10% is from 1950 to 2000. Nope. It doesn't fit the storyline. Right. I agree, Daniel. Mm -hmm. We all agree with you, Daniel. We've been here too long. They season us too long. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> He's going to find the answer. I know he is. Yep. But, Laird, congratulations. You knocked it dead. Now they're at uh, lot five near the circle stone. I wish Scott saw this 11 years ago, but Robert Young owned that land. And he wasn't over there to even help us out on any kind of uh, boulder or anything on the island. So we didn't get no help on that end, you know, Judy? No, we didn't. Um, I thought Scott had been there more than once, but obviously not. Nope, nope. Jamie's got this new machine. But don't forget, guys, when they did all this scanning to this and the, that uh, German guy that came in with his company and was there for a week with his 3D scanner, we haven't heard a word about that. They didn't own Lot 5. Yeah. You know, they didn't own Lot 5 when they did all this. So now that they own You're Lot right. 5, this new scanner that they have, it's got to be a hundred times better than whatever Robert Young had. So, you know, not only do this portion of the 13-foot circle, but do all of Lot 5 since they didn't own it up to last year, you know? Right. I, I By the looks of things, they're going to go at it, I think. Did Robert Young's Daniel family give I the fellowship of the items he found when he owned Lot 5? No. He didn't give them any... Uh, items they made them pay you the know, price not... they made the island people fellowship pay the price man daniel says i need that scanner to find my keys sometimes i'm not commenting on that face of nation <laughs> so here's the scanner i better i bet you everyone has one And we see these lines all the time on those guys that were wearing backpacks and they walked the island, if you remember that, two years ago. Yes. They did so many scans on this island. And then I said, wait a minute. They didn't do Lot 5. This is all new. So that sort of put me back in my seat because we didn't do a Lot 5 because we didn't own Lot 5. Right. Exactly. So this is all new stuff. And here's, look at the two lines there, Judy. The red line on top and the blue, blue line that takes a dive. Right. Gotcha. So what is it? We have to inspect. Could it be? <laughs> so Franklin, this scan oh, here. What do you say, Judy? I just said it is deep down for sure. So 
get that uh, choice drilling drill around. I don't know if you can get into lot five with all the woods and everything. Yeah, it might be difficult. Oh, Daniel says, Daniel says, is it a latrine? Daniel, you're really on tonight. Yeah, we'll see. And then they went to C5N.25, borehole, and then to get dates, which uh, Judy gave us all the dates in the war room, that it could be original work. Okay. That was it for yesterday's podcast. Tammy's asking if this is the machine the lady archaeologist was using. Yes, Tammy, it is. Yep. So we'll see what's happening there. Like I said, next week. Oh, Judy. I think we have something to look forward to coming up, John. All right. Put that hashtag head in there. Let me see here. Hold on, guys. This is from uh, the promo last night, Judy, that they drilled right down through the Aladdin's cave through Muyan technology and they're going to put a camera down and sonar for next week guys oh I can't wait thanks beat for crypto thanks for joining us here don't forget hit that notification bell please subscribe if you can please support if you can there's different levels on a monthly basis. All helps out uh, on the podcast. And don't forget, if somebody wins the hat tonight, international with stamps.com, I need your phone number. Um, please send it to uh, the Quest of Oak Island at AOL.com, and I'll get it right out to you wherever you live in the world. We got 20 entries. You only have to enter, enter once. or only take your giveaway once. And uh, we'll give you a couple of seconds at an 8 o'clock draw. And good luck, everybody. Mm. Let me see here. We're going to stay at 20, Judy. 20, 20 it okay. is. Entries. We're at 21. Another couple of seconds. Hashtag hat. And you let StreamYard take your profile and your picture only. If you're doing it on Facebook only, hashtag hat, you can do it till the cows come home. You won't win anything. I hope they understand that, Judy. Yes, I hope so too, John. <laughs> 
that StreamYard thing gets us all. <laughs> yeah, well, it's on Facebook. It says if you like StreamYard, you just got to press on the link. Click on the link. It's very simple. And, John, doesn't have to be done while you're on air. Yes, I have to be on air. Okay, that's what I want everybody to know. Yep. It's all connected. If it's not connected, you're not connected. You know what I mean, guys? Okay, gotcha. All right, here we go. At 21 entries, three, two, one, bingo. Terry has won a Quest baseball cap. Congratulations. Congratulations. Don't forget, we want a picture. Yep, we got a picture of uh, Gary today. And uh, Good picture. Yep. Everybody likes the hats. The girls, the men, whatever, they all like them. Yeah, yes, you. They do. Terry, you in the USA. She's going, me? Question marks, question mark. <laughs> She's probably shocked. <laughs> You're a winner in my book, Terry. You're a winner. Just go to the Quest of Oak Island at AOL.com. Your address is only good with me. And if you're international, I'm going to need your phone number. <laughs> good, Terry. We're glad you're excited. Daniel, I'll treat you a piece of lasagna for a cannoli. I got you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Tammy Williams says, I got someone in Walmart here in town asking where they could buy one, one of the hats. <laughs> yep, you got to, you got to, uh, the hat you got to earn. That's my big thing. Either be a guest on the show, a mod, or earn. Holy Muyan today with the Muyan. So that's the best we got. That's the best we can do. And that's all we got to go by, Judy. So we only can do what they show us. And next week is called the grand opening. Maybe that's the opening when they go into the Aladdin's cave with the camera. After the Muyan data reported a compelling target in a cavity known as Aladdin's cave, a void where high traces of gold and silver have been found. The team discovers what, what appears to be a main man-made entrance and exits into the curious cavern. So we'll see you next Tuesday pre-show. Again, Judy will be with me next Wednesday live doing her synopsis. And her synopsis will be printed out in our channels for everybody to read. And that's about all I got to go for tonight. So, uh, Judy, you want to... Say your goodbyes and we'll get out of here. All righty. Hey, guys. been fun tonight. Uh, enjoyed last night immensely. Learned a lot. And I'm looking forward to next week along with all of you. So please join us next week. And remember, always 
in the meantime, stay safe, my friends. I love you all. And John, you too. Okay, take care, Judy. I will. Good night, everybody. Yep. Terry, we're at Quest of Oak Island at AOL.com. I don't know if you're a member at our uh, Quest Facebook group. If you're just on YouTube, I have no idea because we're ready to end the podcast. Jot it down or look at it later at the chat once the uh, podcast gets downloaded for you to do that. Okay, guys. Remember, members, what do I always tell you? Can you guys say it? Always go forward. You may get a setback in your life, but just believe in yourself. Believe in your dreams, no matter how old you are. No limit. For tomorrow's never given. With this crazy, crazy, 10 times world craziness that's happening now, I'm glad I grew up when I grew up. So as my friend Jan says, you keep smiling. You never know what that other person's going through. And you stay safe, like Judy says. Also, stay strong. Keep that positivity going. Have that positivity going. Physically and mentally, do it. Thanks for joining me and Judy tonight. I'll see you Tuesday pre-show at 6.45. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you. Take care. And bye-bye.